welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Groot to my rocket, Tony. Say hi, Tone. I am Groot. <laughs> Groot episode a, seven. Groot sounded a little like uh, Yoda or Gonzo. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. I'm Diesel. I'm just Tony, baby. I know. Episode I know. seven, ladies and gentlemen. It's here. The Proton Pack Podcast. (laughs) We uh, took the week off last week, uh, had just a bunch of stuff going on, and so decided to come back and uh, fill your ear holes with some uh, brand new uh, geek, nerd, TV, video game, movie, news, etc. So, uh... Decisions, and I gotta tell ya, fuck, dude, we can't take a... <laughs> PG thirteen. Uh, that's the that, one that was the one. Getting. That was the only that's one. That's the one. You're out of luck. Um, this we can't take time off, dude. There's no time off in the pop culture world. There's just too much news coming out. Too much. So with that, I will shut my lip, and Mr. Christian, you drop the hammer, buddy. We'll get on into it. So uh, starting with television. At this point, television isn't even, isn't even television anymore. It's uh, more a collection it's of HBO. <laughs> it's a collection <laughs> of streaming services, and so one that we've been talking about uh, a lot over the last uh, few weeks is the new Disney streaming service, and uh, they just released a the name of the service. So when we were just calling it Disney streaming service, now it has an official name. That name is Disney Play. Not very original, but uh, I guess it works, and we no longer have to call it the Disney Streaming Service. You almost think you just call it the Disney Streaming Service. Uh, just for fun, kicks and giggles, what would you call it? Um, ooh. <laughs> I know, I put you on the spot. This is you live I don't know. recording, bro. Yeah, yeah. Disney, uh, <laughs> Disney Digital. That's exactly what I was going to say. High five. Nice. The underground layer, bud. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have called it, too. So, uh... Yeah, Disney Digital Service. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> so Disney Play is going to be the new uh, streaming service. Uh, they haven't given an official release date, uh, just that it's coming out in the calendar year 2019. As we've said before, uh, Netflix, who had been carrying uh, a bunch of the Marvel and Lucasfilm movies, um, as far as it comes to Marvel, the last movie that they're going to carry is Ant-Man and the Wasp. The first one Disney Play is going to carry is Captain Marvel. So uh, they're not done with uh, the Marvel movies yet. You can still watch Thor Ragnarok on there. Uh, Let's see, Doctor Strange, Captain America Civil War. Um, They haven't put Infinity War up there yet, but uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp should be the next one. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on there, I'm pretty sure. Hey, and for you Marvel nerds and family... Because we are all nerds. Uh, we will be discussing some Captain Marvel later on the show. So stay tuned for that. But, uh, yeah, dude, there. I think the Disney service is going to be exciting. Go ahead. Sorry, Mr. Meyer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got the Disney service. That'll cover all of your Disney, your Star Wars, your Marvel. And uh, 
basically everything you need at uh, more than likely 10 bucks a month. Pop quiz, Hotshot. If you had the Disney play, mm-hmm. what would be like the one Disney movie or show you would like to watch that you haven't seen in a long time? Ooh, specifically Disney, not Marvel or uh, Star Wars? Well, any, well, anything that they own, I guess that would be kind of the thing. It's it's a vast it's a vast uh, library, obviously, a lot of choices. Fans also on our Facebook or Instagram page, please chime in. You guys never do. What's up with that? <laughs> they do occasionally. Label it. Oh, occasionally, but right. <laughs> label label what you guys would like to see on Disney Play. But Mr. Meyer, you are on the spot, my friend. So it's no secret how much I love the Marvel movies. Uh, In the lead-up to Infinity War coming out, and especially coming out on uh, Blu-ray and digital, I was trying to go back and watch all of the Marvel movies. And uh, caught Iron Man, caught uh, all of the uh, Captain America movies. What I was trying to find, and I know it's not people's favorite, was Iron Man 2. And... uh, it's just a movie I haven't seen in a long time, and I can't find it in a high-def format without going out and buying it on Blu-ray. That's true. That's a good choice. Yeah, so that's the one I go back and watch. Aladdin, King of Thieves. The third Aladdin. <laughs> I'm, full of, I'm full of crap, man. Um. It's such a good question, you know. When you have Disney Play, you know what I'd like to watch is I'd like to go back and watch the original DuckTales. Uh, DuckTales, the TV show, is rebooted. It's back on uh, Disney right now, and I'm sure it'll be on Disney Play at some point, but uh, I'd probably go back and watch some DuckTales or Aladdin. Ooh, Darkwing Duck. Oh, Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous. I like it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we could we could have a whole show of this, but uh, I know we've got an. Have you told our fans yet? I think you have. Have an I? Action, action pack full episode. It's been two it weeks, kids. Two so weeks. much news. So much it's news. It's huge. It's huge. Even President <laughs> Trump would build a wall. It's so huge. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, Uh, shifting focus from Marvel Streaming Service, or Disney Play, as we now call it, uh, to DC Universe, so the other side of the comic spectrum, and their streaming service. Um, Over the last two weeks, there have been more and more pictures um, coming out from the new Titans series. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know we've discussed the trailer before. It has sort of an R-rating feel to it, but... uh, the information that's coming out is actually pretty interesting. Uh, Entertainment Weekly released a group photo of, uh, at this point, it's just Beast Boy, Raven, uh, Robin, and Starfire. But uh, the other interesting thing is that uh, part of the storyline is going to be the fact that uh, Robin Dick Grayson is now essentially being replaced by the Jason Todd Robin. And so you're going to have two Robins sort of competing for, I don't know, the affection of Batman. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if. <laughs> I'm sorry. That cracks me up. I'm not the only one laughing. Continue, Mr. Meyer. Continue. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see when they make uh, the Dick Grayson character uh, Nightwing as opposed to. Robin, because you, you can't technically have two Robins, and everybody knows that Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. So um, it's more badass. I just gotta say, yeah, way yeah. more badass. 
I can't say the F word. F Batman. <laughs> so, and, and one of the things that I've always said is that, uh, you know, as much as people don't like Robin and then, you know, you have the whole Joel Schumacher debacle of uh, <laughs> Chris O'Donnell as Robin, I always wanted them to make a Robin trilogy of movies uh, where it was it was Batman. It was a Batman movie, but from the perspective of each of the different Robins. So you start out with the Dick Grayson Robin. By the second movie, he's moved on and Jason Todd comes in. And then, of course, by the end of that movie, Jason Todd is murdered by uh, uh, the Joker. Spoiler alert. And then uh, by the third movie, you get Damian Wayne in as Robin with the Red Hood as the main villain. And uh, I always thought that that would be an awesome idea, but uh, DC never asked for my opinion. So Let me pull Zach Morris right there. Time out. Christian Meyer, why are you doing this podcast when you are pitching DC? Anyone in DC that may come across this podcast, please hire the voice. That runs the place, Christian Meyer, to do <laughs> DC. I'm serious, man. I'd be interested in that. Well, 110, DC. 110%. I would be super interested in those kinds of stories, spoilers included. Because DC, my friend, as we're going to discuss on this episode, is a train wreck. And it needs a super fan like you. Continue, maestro. <laughs> so, uh, as far as the DC television shows go, Titans might be the way to go. I mean, obviously, as we mentioned before, Greg Berlanti is the guy who's heading it up. He's the guy in charge of the whole Arrowverse. So, if you enjoy The Flash, if you enjoy Arrow, if you enjoy uh, Supergirl or um, Legends of Tomorrow or Black Lightning, uh, you should enjoy this. The nice thing with this is it's not confined to... Uh, network standards, so he can say F Batman. I think, to chime in, as I don't know if you guys have picked on in seven episodes, but I'm more of a Marvel guy than DC, but I like DC. I think DC's great. Killer collection of characters. DC does TV so fantastic, but their movies are, as we'll get into. But I gotta tell you, Titans, I'm excited, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Especially if it builds to Nightwing, because I think I'm I don't know how you feel, Chris, and you can chime in after I'm rambling. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that Robin is lame, but Nightwing is badass. And I think if you built the series, like you said, you build it around how we get there and how many different Robins get there from Dick Grayson to build forth uh to where we get to Nightwing and all that. And um <clears throat> I just think it's an Awesome. DC has this really dark feel to it. I'm not a dark person, but I like that gritty. Just some of these characters are so gritty. We're not happy, poppy. It's gritty. And Nightwing is gritty. Robin is poppy BS. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. And I just, I'm excited about Titans, man. And I know you've been a big fan. You and I have been best friends forever. And I know that, uh, You've been a huge fan of all the uh, CW shows. You follow it better than I do. And uh, if anyone listens to the show, they understand that, that I don't really follow all that. But if you don't know, now you know. And uh, I think getting to the point of where we can get to a Nightwing, oh, buddy, this is, it's going to be great. 
It's fall TV season. New TV shows are kicking off, and Titans is going to be something to look forward to. Absolutely. I'm excited. How are you feeling? I feel good. And I'm excited about the news that's coming out from the other shows that are going to be on the DC Universe. So Titans is... Spill the beans. (laughs) So uh, Titans is sort of their flagship show. Uh, That's what they got everybody excited with. Now there's more information coming out on the live-action Swamp Thing show, which uh, I enjoyed the old Wes Craven 1982 movie with as cheesy as it was. But the new television show... From what's leaking out, what's coming out, uh, looks exciting. First things first is they're getting Jason Voorhees himself to play Swamp Thing. Um, the actor, Derek Mears, he's a big sort of menacing-looking uh, guy. He's going to be in a practical suit that's going to be enhanced with CG and stuff like that. Uh, but he's playing Swamp Thing. And then on top of that, they are making this series a hard R. So they're going to have graphic violence. They're going to have adult themes. Uh, they're trying to make it uh, sort of a, a horror-type theme. So it, they they feel that it's going to be a pretty scary show as well. I'm having nightmares as you tell me. Please continue <laughs> as I terrify and shred in fear. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. I didn't hit any buttons. I don't know. Something's going on. Hey, our sound effects crew, Mick, there. Mick! Thanks. I don't know who Mick is. I think I just hired him. He works for Peanuts and Pretzels. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, man. Continue. Continue. <laughs> so in any case, Swap Thing's going to be another show on DC Universe to look forward to. The other show that they have been casting, uh, throwing casting news out on is the live-action Doom Patrol show. Now, as I've mentioned before... Doom Patrol! Doom Patrol! Get your guns and let's roll! <laughs> Doom Patrol was never a comic book title that I got into. Uh, what I know about it is it's basically the X-Men before the X-Men were the X-Men, uh, and very similar. <laughs> so, uh, for instance, they have a leader who is wheelchair-bound, uh, known as the Chief. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> is, his, is his name Gnarls? Big Xavier. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's close. It's <laughs> Dr. Fun, Niles man. Calder. <laughs> Super close. Hey, DC, I'm winking at you. Wink, wink, real original. <laughs> One of these days, and I, I, it's something I've wanted to do for a, a long time, is put up where DC has either ripped off Marvel or Marvel's ripped off DC and put those characters side by side. Who came first? And yeah, it's weird. As I mentioned, with this, actually, X Men came after Doom Patrol. So Marvel ripped off DC in this case. Okay, so we should do this. Fans listening to the show, we we, we support you, so support us here. We need we need some feedback here. What do you guys think, DC or Marvel? Who did it first? And I mean, in this instance, obviously, you have the credibility to say Doom Patrol is before X Men. Um, I like to know like the Wade Wilson and the Slade Wilson because this is a great topic you bring up, Chris. Um, how fun could this be to see who rips off who? Like we are all. If you guys are listening to the show, you guys are fans of all things nerdy, comic books, DC, Marvel, as you and I are. And uh, 
just to see who would rip off who, I think that'd be a fun episode. Maybe a bonus episode of the week if our software would work. <laughs> Hello. I'm not saying names. I'm just saying. But Just saying it took us an hour and a half to get this recording going. <laughs> yes, which is why you might get a little more animated Tony than you normally get, kids. But tonight, I, I think that would be cool. Come on. Chime in in the feedbacks on our Instagram page or Facebook page. Chris, drop those links for us, buddy. <laughs> All right. So uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. And then uh, on Instagram at Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, easy to find us. Uh, put information out there. We'd love to hear the feedback. Absolutely. So we that went is- off on... A little bit of a tangent, but uh, bringing it back to Doom Patrol, uh, casting news for the live-action series. They just cast Timothy Dalton, one of the former James Bonds, as the the character we were talking about, uh, the Chief. So he's going to be the wheelchair-bound leader of the group. Uh, A couple other names that have popped up is uh, Alan Tudyk. He's playing the villain, Mr. Nobody. Uh, Alan Tudyk, as you know, was in uh, Firefly. He did the voice of uh, KRSO in uh, Rogue One. And uh, he's uh, Steve the Pirate. Yeah! <laughs> who's, who's, who? <laughs> Steve the Pirate. Yeah. Who? Okay, <laughs> if you guys don't get that reference, watch Dodgeball. Go see Dodgeball, movie. yeah. Please see Dodgeball, a movie from... The early decade that we're from. <laughs> and then the other name that really shocked me, and hopefully this will be his comeback, because I enjoy him as an actor. Yeah, he made some terrible movies. But uh, Brendan Fraser is going to be the robot <laughs> man in this series. Well, I don't mean to laugh, because what if Brendan listens to our show? Hi, Brendan. Um, George of the Jungle here. Um isn't it funny, like, you read things, you're like, why? Like, you look at certain websites that you and I get our information from, and at the bottom they have those clickbaits, and it's like, why Hollywood doesn't hire uh, Brendan Fraser anymore? Suck it! Brendan Fraser's still in movies. Airheads. Woo! <laughs> I, I don't know what that brought to it, but it's just funny. Encino um, Man. No, it, he's... I don't mean to knock, so... But he's not the greatest actor, but this is great. You know, I think he brings some uh, good depth to that character and it should be entertaining. I enjoyed the Mummy movies with him. Oh, the Mummies were great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, what was the one with Alicia Silverstone where uh, was she in the bomb fallout shelter? Was he in? He was in the fallout shelter. Oh, where they were collecting baseball cards. They could trade baseball cards for a living. Uh, yeah. Uh Continue with the story. I will Google that. Continue. We won't make people wait. But answer's coming, friends. Don't worry. If you're listening to this show, it's a very exciting edition of the Proton Pack podcast. Thank you. (laughs) In any case, uh, so those are three great shows that are uh, sort of shaping up for DC Universe, uh, their streaming service. DC Universe is still doing a uh, pre-order sort of sale where you can get an entire year for, I believe it's $79.99, and they'll give you three months free. So uh, I'm more than likely going to uh, 
go in on that. Uh, and they're also, uh, for, I guess, one lucky fan, giving away a Batmobile experience. Don't know the details on that, but uh, that'd be kind of cool to win. Yeah, we'll share the details on that. Um, I'm with you, Chris. I I, I would also do the uh, DC uh, Universe and try it out and give it a shot. Uh, Blast from the Past is the movie, by the way. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but back to DC, um, I like what they're doing with there. I think the fact that you can give access to your DC Comics, your back DC catalog, to in any future web content, TV shows that are exclusive to your network, it's a killer deal. So, uh, like well, you, other, I'm going to give it a shot and see how we go here. Yeah. The other thing I'm excited that they're going to have on there is all of their animated features. One thing DC does extremely well is their animated movies. And uh, you'll have access to every single one that's come out. Yeah, no, it, it, I, wow, jeez, I'm like <laughs> stuttering Stanley today. Stuttering Stanley, stuttering Stanley. <laughs> um, that's a knit reference. Also, WB owned by DC and all that good stuff. Um, it's kind of like we go back and you look at like all the animated Batman movies there are. Um, I think it's a great time. I think in this generation, it's such a great time to be a comic book fan or a pop culture fan. They do so many different things from the comic books, and uh, DC does, like you said, DC does a great job at animation, TV shows. Hey, DC, here's an idea. I'm not a movie producer. I'm not even anybody in the big, the big time. Just a podcaster here on in the, the cave. podcast. Yes, in the cave in the underground lair. Let me tell you something, folks. If you, who can do TV, comic books, TV shows. Well, we did TV already. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> TV, like digital content, animation. You can do all that well. Fix your movies. Do it, Doug. Do it. <laughs> and we'll get there soon on uh, how that area is stay, falling apart. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> In the meantime, we will uh, move on from TV into movies. Um, oh, it's I, about boy. time. Do you feel a movie <laughs> chant coming up? Bop, bop, bop. Bop, bop, bop. Movies. Bop, bop, bop. Movies. <laughs> so I thought with the last Die Hard movie, was it Live Free or Die Hard? Uh, no, yes. it was... Um, God, just, called, just called the god dang movies. No, it was Die Harder. Some no, shit. Die Harder was two. All right, uh, I'm, re I'm researching right now. I'm researching. It was something stupid. It was like Die Hard and put a plug in your butt or something. It was, <laughs> it was retarded. Like, here's the thing with the Die Hard movies. I want... Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Put a number between the damn thing. Die Hard with a Vengeance. You know, the yes. first three were fantastic. The yes, last two, fantastic. not so much. Uh, yes. In any case, uh, for whatever reason, they are working on Die Hard 6. Oh, which, it was uh, a good day to Die Hard. That was it. Uh, title. <laughs> Originally, Die Hard 6 was supposed to be called Die Hard Year One. Uh, they have now changed the name of the movie to just McLean. Uh, everything I'm hearing about this movie is... Creed Balboa <laughs> McLean. <laughs> God, it just sounds awful. It sounds uh, like a piece of dookie duke. Did you read about what the whole uh, uh, yes. plot idea is? 
that more. The, I don't this, I don't want any more John McClane. I'm done. <laughs> this movie is supposed to follow a sixty year sixty year old John McClane. And no, I don't want no more. I'm done. And a John McClane in his twenties, and so it's going to jump back and forth, uh, oh. obviously time. My Stop. guess is that they're doing that to try and create a brand new John McClane in the twenties that they can then sort of take a new franchise with. But I, it, it's been done. Don't don't do any more diehards. No more. It was a fan freaking tastic. This shout outs to. Super fan Brandy Fisher, Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard, Have I a Little s- Laughs. Mm. <laughs> I still say it's I a Christmas movie, out. even though uh, uh, Bruce Willis said it's not a Christmas movie. It's, it's a Christmas movie. movie. It's a Christmas movie. You watch Die Hard on Christmas. You watch Die Hard and you watch Gremlins. That's what you do on the Proton Pack podcast. Totally. You don't watch a Christmas story. Sure, you can watch Christmas Vacation. That's that's epic. a good one. That's epic. But you <laughs> add Die Hard, you add Gremlins, and you add um, The Departed because you want to hear f words. <laughs> I added that. I had lived that one for you. <laughs> All right, that's as much time as I want to spend on Die Hard Six because I'm not God, exactly what, excited for that. What a bad idea! That I don't like it. And fans, please chime in, Proton Pack Podcast, Facebook, or Instagram. What do you guys think? you want to see another John McClane movie? See, if I was doing a Die Hard movie, I'm just going to spend a little bit of time on this. Not much. But if I was to do another Die Hard movie, I'd really do the passing of the torch like if I was uh, John McClane's son. If you had to, but realistically at this point, I'd let the franchise go. I'd... I'd almost try to go back and reboot Lethal Weapon, to be honest. Like, that was a great fr- friggin' buddy flick right there. It was. And even though it's a television show, and I kind of enjoy the television show, um, you know, let it go for 10 years. You know, give it some time to breathe Good before man. you. Yeah, before you, you know, start going back with another Die Hard or trying to reboot it or pass the torch or whatever it is they decide to do. In any case, I'm not excited to see uh, Bruce Willis as John McClane again. No, I'm not. I'm not excited. In fact, here's all I got for that. Oh, wait. Well, we'll keep going. I'll just do it for you. I have no idea what you're trying to play right now. No, just roll. <laughs> Let's get together, have a few laughs. There you go. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's for Brandy Fisher, <laughs> super fan of the Proton Pack podcast. Chris Meyer, hit us up with that next topic, would you? All right. Next topic is another disappointing topic. Uh, something. Oh, we... man, why are you bringing the fucking heat, bud? I know. Oh, you dropped it a second time. Now we're going to have to go uh, make it an <laughs> R movie. We're in an episode. Wait, would you? Oh, so man. happens okay. Ladies even though, even though <laughs> this podcast is going to be a rated R, you know it's not going to be rated R. What's not going to be rated R, Mister Meyer? The Venom movie. Never. Only <laughs> we can make R-rated movies, Eddie. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Sony has. Uh, Wimped out and decided to make uh, Venom a PG-13 
take out all of uh, what was supposed to be some great uh, scary blood and gore and uh, really just sort of tamed it down to try to appease the masses, which is really disappointing. We're still going to see it, but I don't think it'll be as exciting as it was when they were going after that R, you know, for a Deadpool, Logan-type feel in the uh, comic book universe. Um, uh, I disappointing. think it's Venom. It's a bad idea, Eddie. We should have been R-rated, not PG-13. <laughs> but we need the money. And that's exactly it. It's a money grab. The director, Ruben Fleischer, did say that... Uh, when it comes out on uh, home video, whether it's Blu-ray, 4K, or uh, digital, that they're going to be looking at doing a uh, director's unrated cut, um, which would add that back in. But by that point, it's not the same. You want to see it on the big screen that way. Well, exactly. That's It's the, it's the cash grab. They're going to get as much people as they can to sell tickets, which are not opening up against anybody in October. Smart move opening in October. True. That's an applause for you. However, don't be a bitch. Follow what Logan did or the Wolverine. I mean, or Deadpool. Deadpool. The Wolverine <laughs> didn't do it yet. Sorry. Uh, the Wolverine bitched out. They were going to be R-rated, but they, they, they wimped out. Um, you do that. People are going to see it R-rated, man. Make it... Be true to the source. Be true to the script. Be true to the character. Make the movie the way it should be made. Don't water it down. I don't need a dancing disco idiot in Times Square doing the character. <laughs> Come on. Do and, it right, Marvel. Do it right. And Deadpool and Logan proved that R-rated movies can make a ton of money. There's no reason to try that. America. F yeah. America. America. <laughs> People see R-rated movies. You're going to release an R-rated movie. Don't be bitches. Release this on R-rated. Come on. <laughs> Don't be a bunch of wimps. I'm serious. This is lame. Release it in R-rated. PG-13 is lame. 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 Still uh, seeing it, though. <laughs> Speaking of uh, non-lame PG-13 movies. Oh, I, I mean like non-lame. I like non-lame. Moving over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, over the last uh, couple weeks, Entertainment Weekly has released uh, some really exciting images of Captain Marvel, uh, with Brie Larson playing the title role and uh, rocking the uh, red and blue suit. And uh, I, I have to say it looks spot on. I think it looks really, really good. Hey, Brie, my number is 867-5309. Give me a holler sometime, huh? <laughs> so yeah, I agree. To say yeah, you're a fan. Oh, dude, huge, huge, man! And it's just it's just Entertainment Weekly, and it looks great. Yeah, the movie's going to be fantastic. Um, it's MCU, DC, copy, <laughs> copy. The movie MCU gets it. The movie itself takes place in the '90s, so they're bringing back uh, some people who. Uh, had certainly met their demise in uh, more recent movies. For instance, you've got uh, Korath, which was uh, Jimon Hansu. Um, go ahead and say it, Tone. Hansu, sorry. No. 
Come on. Who? Oh, wait. Sorry. Try that again. Set it up again. Sorry. I I replied to a text message I shouldn't have on air. I apologize. Let's try this again. (coughs) Paying attention. Set it up again, bro. Set it up again. All right. So the movie itself takes place in the 90s, which means that uh, certain characters who were killed off in more recent movies uh, will be showing up in this one, including Korath, played by Jimon Hatsu. Who? There you go. <laughs> sorry, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and uh, from, from the pictures, it looks like uh, Ronan is actually going to be uh, in this film as well. It's, dude, I like – no, here's what I like about what Captain Marvel does. Set in the 90s, um, we're able to bring back uh, people from the past and, uh, you know, young Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Yeah. It's going to be awesome to see him with the fro. Um, I can't wait. They say that Miss Marvel – you know, Captain Marvel is the strongest character in the MCU to set up with future female movies, which is going to be good. Let's just be real, folks. If if Kevin Feige is doing an MCU movie, it's going to be good. His track record is spot on. Marvel knows how to do movies, and this movie is going to kick ass. Promise you that. Guarantee you well, we're on episode 79 or whatever we're at at that point. I don't know if it'll be 79. It might be 20. But it's going to be good. And dude, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. It's going to be awesome. Now, random sidetrack. Have you gone back and watched the Infinity War? Did you notice uh, the Easter egg with Captain Marvel in there? With uh, when Ebony Maw was in there and uh, Tony Stark comes out. You know when the wind's blowing and they first hit uh, New York, and uh, the guy with the hammer. And I'm sorry, nerd fans, if you listen to the show, chime in and say, Tony, you're an idiot. I don't know the character with the hammer, but he has Captain Marvel's uh, uniform hanging out of his uh, belt. Yeah, I saw there's a, a scar for something that uh, definitely alluded to it. Uh, there was a lot of discussion, obviously, online that, you know, no, that's just part of this guy's uh, uniform. And then other people like, no, that's definitely Cap- Captain Marvel. Uh, but at the same time, if Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s, and all of the events of Infinity War are going down 2018, where's Captain Marvel been? And so I would assume that uh, the movie sort of uh, talks about it and uh, lets us know that, uh, you know, either something happened to Captain Marvel or uh, she's been out in the far reaches of the universe, uh, not able to be part of, you know, what was going on during the events of Infinity War number one. Yeah, I was going to say, as we get closer to March, you and I, we should do a podcast. Well, during one of our Proton Pack podcasts, we should do a discussion of what we think is going to happen in Captain Marvel. I personally think it was her uniform, um, because you think about when at the end, spoiler alert, when Nick Fury texts her or pages her, whatever the hell he does at the end when he disappears, and does that classic Samuel L. Jackson line. Um <laughs> I'd like to think that, you know, before I think Doctor Strange is going to be a huge part of that movie. And yep. I can't freaking wait. <laughs> well, you have Marvel to. does their movie so good. I know. I'm I'm pumped, dude. But yeah, I went back and I watched Infinity War 
on Blu-ray now available. Thank you very much. Um, dude, it totally, if you go back to that scene, it totally looks like her outfit. I'm not, it, it does. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue it. It looks, it looks great. And you think about that particular scene in the movie, they had not gone back and warned uh, Captain Marvel about the events that were about to happen before the snap. It, Snappity it, snap. It didn't happen yet. So um, when uh, I, I just cannot wait. I can't wait for Captain Marvel because the 90s were a badass decade. Um, <laughs> I'm being biased. But the 90s were badass. And you think where Captain Marvel is and then where we go with Avengers 4, I think right now is a fan-freaking-tastic time to be hooked on the Marvel Universe. Kevin Feige and everyone that participates in the Marvel Universe, they get it right. And I can't wait. I just I, I can't say anything else. I'm super excited. Cannot wait for March of 2019. Captain Marvel going to be fantastic. Going to be amazing. And speaking about getting it right and Captain Marvel, uh, I'm sure you saw the picture of the bad guys that are going to be in that, the scrolls. And oh, uh, they look was, spot on. Didn't want to take the thunder, bro. Didn't want to take the thunder. <laughs> so um, Ben Mendelsohn, who was uh, in Rogue One, he was the bad guy, can't remember his name at the moment, is going to play the leader of the scrolls, Talos. And uh, if you get a chance, and we'll put the picture online uh, on our website and on uh, Instagram, uh, not our website, Facebook, because we don't technically have a website aside from where the streams, but we don't put pictures on there. Anyway, weird tangent. Um, the scrolls, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the, I like it. The scrolls are going to be the bad guys. Now, if you know anything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the way the rights worked, um, originally in the first Avengers movie, the Chitari, who were the invaders, were supposed to be the scrolls. But the problem is they couldn't use the scrolls because um, they were partly owned by 20th Century Fox, who uh, at that time were doing Fantastic Four, which was a terrible movie. In any case, uh, because Disney is buying Fox and they were able to work out those movie rights, the scrolls are back and they're coming to the cinematic universe. And uh, it's definitely exciting that they are going to be uh, the main villains of Captain Marvel. It's going to be great. What, like I was ranting about, I'm so excited about this movie, man. The scrolls are on point. I love where they're going with this. I love that this is not an origin story. She's already, you know, Carol Danvers is already Captain Marvel. We're building up for the for the conclusion, you know, the second part of Infinity War. Wow, this 2019 is going to be amazing in the universe of Marvel. It is going to be fan freaking tastic. I'm excited. I'm pumped, dude. I am pumped. <laughs> Sorry, I mean I'm super excited about that. Hey, I love Marvel. You you're allowed to I'm be not, excited. I'm not hiding my my excitement for Marvel. They do it right. <laughs> They do it freaking right, DC. Wink, wink, nod, nod. It's funny. One thing that you just said uh, reminded me of something we touched on earlier, where uh, Marvel's either ripping off DC or DC's ripping off Marvel. Captain Marvel and DC had their own Captain Marvel, who was Shazam. Uh, name aside, 
Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe is the equivalent of Supergirl in the DC Universe. Oddly enough, do you know uh, their human names? I don't, know. So, as you just said, Captain Marvel is Carol Danvers. Supergirl is Kara Danvers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so they're uh, definitely uh, ripping each other off every chance they could get. Somebody's poking who? Wade. What was it? Slade Wilson. Slade and Wade. Wade. Wilson? <laughs> Slade and Wade. Deadshot and Deadpool. Who came first? <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah, Slade Wilson, Wilson actually came first, but we'll Dude. leave that for another topic. Yeah, I can't wait for that episode, bro. Marvel versus DC. Yeah. And then, uh, so after Captain Marvel, uh, we'll be following up with the uh, Avengers 4, whatever that's going to be called. Hopefully, it's. I'm looking forward to, not looking forward to, I'm hoping that they call it Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, just oh, because God, it me follows too. Me the too. comic book line of Infinity War, which was followed by Infinity Gauntlet. Um, in any case, some... What would you call them? Uh, uh, concept art photos just came out for uh, characters in Avengers 4. And uh, we'll post those online as well. Uh, six characters that they're showing. One is Captain Marvel. Her suit looks very similar to uh, what's going to be in the upcoming movie. We've got Iron Man, who has sort of a uh, variation on the uh, Infinity War suit uh, with the little nanotechnology. Uh, Captain America is back to the red, white, and blue. He'll have shaved his beard uh, based off the concept art. Um, Thor's still rocking the black suit. Rocket's in his blue. And then the one that really sort of stuck out to me is uh, the Hulk. The Hulk has a full body suit that's going to be black, gray, and purple. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see him sort of dressed up because you've never really seen him that way. It's always been I, torn shorts or, you know, like sport shorts. Uh, bicycle I, don't shorts want, almost. I don't want to see him in the uniform. I think that's lame. <laughs> I think that part's lame. No, I'm serious. I'm saying that as a fan. I think I, I am content. You take the original Avengers, as we know, the people that survived at the end of the snap, they go in, and these are the guys that are going to battle against Thanos. And, I mean, however you want to incorporate Captain Marvel, great. You're going to do it great. I trust you. I have full confidence in that. I don't buy into this friggin' sorry. Wow. Ooh, so close. This is, this is an, almost an art. This is already R-rated. But because uh, I said it twice, ladies um, and gentlemen, this is what happens when Tony drinks a couple. Uh, yes, hard this is drinks. this is what happens when we have technical difficulties all night on a Friday night. <laughs> this is why I'm extra animated, but I'm passionate about our show. I love our show. I love our fans, and I love Marvel, and I love I love everything nerdy here. But seeing these concept art, which we will share. I don't like seeing Hulk in suit, man. I just it, it looks weird to me. It, I, I agree. I, you know, it'll be nice to see him right. actually in the movie. I mean, he was in the first couple minutes of Infinity War and then decided to not come out for whatever reason. Um, which is interesting if you watch the original trailers and the promos where everybody's running out of the Wakanda forest in slow motion. Hulk was Wakanda there. forever. <laughs> the Hulk was there, 
But in the actual movie, it was just Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster suit. So I don't know why they changed that up, but uh, it'd be nice to see the Hulk back in action. Yeah, no, I agree 110%. Uh, they actually, I read a, to just counter into what you said, uh, I actually read an article why they did that. It was to throw the fans off. So us geeks, it was to, to just kind of throw us off their trail, what they were going to do. They shot two different ways. And it was strictly just to throw the fans off. Um, I'm sure they'll answer why the Hulk. We know 110% the Hulk's going to be in the next version of Avengers. Um, my thing is that I'm hoping this uh, artwork is just, con- you know, conception art, not really in the movie. Um, like, really, where's the time? Where's Captain America going to have the time to shave? You know <laughs> just what happened. Get out there and kick some ass. That's what I want. I don't need to know that you shaved your damn face. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Put on the suit, grab the shield, kick ass. That's what we want, man. I cannot wait for May of 2019. I may be a little older, but we will have the conclusion. And I hope you're right, Chris. I hope they call it the Infinity Gauntlet because, boy, oh, boy, is this going to set the new direction for the Marvel Universe, man. And this movie... We thought this movie is going to be good from what I've read and from what the big actors have been saying. This movie is going to blow Infinity War out of the water. Oh, bud. I oh, can't I'm, I can't wait. I'm can't looking wait. forward to it. Now, here, here's it a question works. for you. Here's a question for you. So we know Avengers 4 is uh, contractually the last movie for um, uh, Chris, uh, what is his name? Captain America, Chris Evans, and Chris Evans, uh, yes. yep, uh, for Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and for Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Now, in the comic books, obviously, the cinematic universe isn't completely following the comic books because, spoiler alert, in Civil War, Captain America died, and the mantle of Captain America was passed on to Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Now, I know that Marvel is definitely taking this approach to try and make more female-fronted movies, obviously Captain Marvel being the the big one. What would you think if when Captain America dies or fades away or whatever they do with him because his contract is up, if instead of giving that mantle over to uh, Bucky Barnes or even uh, the Falcon, they make Black Widow the new Captain America? and give her her own movie. You know, I'm okay. I get it. It's, I'm not, I don't want to come across cause I love, okay. So if you listen to this show, you subscribe and all that. I'm, you know, I love it. I love everyone that listens to the show. As far as, you know, I love is in the fact is I support you guys. You, you support us. We support you. We appreciate our fans, man. This is great. We, this is what we do it for. We love having the time to be best friends and just BS about stuff we love. But the fact you take the time to listen to it's awesome. So I'm not, I don't want to get on a sidetrack of being sexist or anything. But in today's day and age, it makes sense that Marvel is transitioning that way. I, I understand it. And I'm just, I love the, the Marvel universe. I love what they do with their characters. I know that in the industry, they can only afford, you know, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Don Cheadle, Scarlett Johansson, 
Scott, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and others, uh, John Favreau, they can only afford their salaries for so long. You got to go to a point where you start out a low contract with one, AKA, you know, uh, Captain Marvel and, uh, you move forward. You get, you just got to do it. I get it. You got to go that PC route and that's what it is. Let's just be honest with our listeners and, <laughs> And that and that that's the the long rant point was it's very PC in today's day and age and I'm okay with that because Marvel does their characters right they can take an irrelevant character and make them very relevant so right long and story I, short and that's and I think, how I feel about that I think they will do it if it makes sense you know it'd be a nice curveball you know to see Black Widow take over that. Uh, Captain America mantle because she's been an established character in the cinematic universe for so long. It'd be one thing if they just brought her in out of the blue and said, you know, she's the new Captain America because she's a woman and we're trying to um, be PC in this new uh, Me Too era of uh, the way everything's going. Uh, as you said, you know, not trying to be sexist or, or anything like that. Um, but I think in this case, it would be a natural step that uh, fans, for the most part, wouldn't see coming. Everybody expects uh, Winter Soldier to take that over, and uh, it would be a, a, a little bit of a curveball that uh, would certainly make sense. I agree. I think you got to look at it from a future standpoint. Like you and I, we would love to have in all our future Marvel movies – an Iron Man, a Thor, a Captain America. They've had their time in the light. Now it's time to bring in other characters. And I think, you know, having Brie Larson in, uh, I apologize in the last rant. I didn't say her name fully. Um, as Captain Marvel, I think if she's the face of the franchise, I think that's great. You know, this movie's going to do great. It's not going to bomb. Avengers 4 is going to be fantastic. We're going to move on to the next uh, phase of MCU and, I, I'm excited for the future. Like like we've said time and time again, Marvel does their movies right. This is going to be a great thing. It's fantastic. Definitely. Can't wait. Can't All wait. right. So, uh, boy, you know, obviously the snap at the end of Infinity War happened. There is the possibility that uh, one character who was affected by the snap may possibly not come back from it. And uh, that might be Dave Batista. Um, should I should I play his wrestling music right now? Uh, I don't even. Dun, know dun, 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 dun. That <laughs> so, was terrible. That was just, that, that was, was pretty bad. Uh, Dave Batista, also known as Drax, uh, he has been probably the most vocal about the whole James Gunn firing uh, Disney. As, it back. as the nerd world turns, the drama never stops. It's time for another version of As the World Turns. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as far as it goes, he is has even said that he wouldn't want to do Guardians 3 if they didn't use the script. They're planning on using the script. He's contractually obligated to do so. Keep going. You're good, buddy. You just keep rolling. But he said in a recent interview that, uh, yeah, he doesn't know if he wants to continue working for Jason. This music sucks in wrestling. Yeah. This is music. <laughs> Keep going. You're good. <laughs> 
have no we have, we have no actual authority to play this music, but you're welcome. Exactly, exactly. In any case, it will be interesting. Come back to live, her reckless intent, WWE, just FYI, giving them credit. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if Drax comes back from the finger snap, uh, or if he'll appear in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which, as we mentioned in the previous episode, has been uh, put on hold indefinitely. So we'll see what happens with that, and we will update you on As the Nerd World Turns. It bums me out, man. Bums me out. I thought we were going to have a happy remediation, you know, like story to tell you guys. I'd be like, James Gunn is back. He is back. He is back. But he is not back. And Batista is pissed off, as a wrestler (laughs) should be. (laughs) All right. So that's enough of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Let's shift over to the DC universe um cinematic universe to be specific a lot of weird things going on so earlier in the week it was uh, put out that uh, henry cavill would not be returning as superman and then after that came out uh, henry cavill put out this video on uh, instagram oh dc are you serious okay so just to back this up before you get to that last part let me interrupt all right why, I, I, yeah, Superman is dead. Are you kidding me? He's not in a Superman? This is news. This is this is breaking news, man. <laughs> well, the thing is, if they want any sort of uh, um, continuity, that's the word I'm looking for, you can't just keep turning over actors. I mean, how many people have played Batman? It's... It, <laughs> it's pretty bad. In any case, as I mentioned, uh, there were reports saying that Henry Cavill would not be returning as Superman. Uh, he then posted something on Instagram of him in a uh, shirt that says Krypton Lifting Team, uh, bringing a uh, Superman uh, action figure in and out of uh, frame. And uh, the caption on there was, today was exciting, hashtag Superman. And then after that, his manager came out and said, uh, the cape is still in Cavill's closet. Um, So who knows what's actually happening? Uh, One of the things that they're talking about is um, trying to move away from Superman and and focus more on the upcoming Supergirl movie. Um, But at the same time, who knows? You know, and one of the reasons that Cavill might be out is because he took on the lead role in a Netflix series called The, the Witcher, which is based on a uh, video game series. And maybe he just won't have time to uh, be Superman. With that being now, said, per- uh, they can't keep that revolve, revolving door going. You know, get some continuity, lock some actors in, have an idea where you're going to go with it. And just keep moving. You know, it's, I I don't even know what else to say about the DC universe. No, this is, universe this is great, man. I just was about to drop it in your court and say, Chris, if you were to fix the DC, what would you do? And you just dropped the hammer on us on that. And I agree. Pick characters, DC. Pick your people. Build your DC universe right. Take the time. Don't rush the crap. Do it correctly. You did your Batman movies correctly. Why can't you? And you even did your 80s Superman movies correct. Well, one and two. Well, the, yeah. The daughter films. 
yes, the, the, the sequels, the other three and four, yeah, not so much. But where I was going with that is at some point you guys had a vision and you did it right. And I think now is the time to scrap what you are doing, take all your BS projects, throw that crap out the window, start over. Do it. Get people that get Do fans it. involved. Get someone like my friend Chris yeah, Myers here. Um, get somebody that follows the source material and do it justice. You guys have the characters. You have the money. You have the talent. Do it. Just freaking do it. Well, I was even thinking about it earlier that, you know, the movies that they're making are just movies so that these characters exist. There's no, no real sort of genre or plot that the movies are wrapped around. So to give you an idea, all of the Marvel movies have a different type of film that they are. So, for instance, Ant-Man was a heist film. Right. Makes sense. You know, you get, um, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a a space opera in the vein of um, uh, Star Wars. You know, all of these movies are based around a certain idea, a certain genre that uh, they want to go after. Uh, and one of the things that Matt Reeves is doing with the upcoming Batman movies is sort of taking that idea and making it a uh, a mystery, a detective story. And uh, hopefully that plays out well. But uh, whatever DC is doing, they need to just burn it all to the ground, start over, get somebody who really appreciates the source material and has a vision for how to put all of the pieces together. Yeah, I agree. I, it's, it, does it just not boggle your mind? And this is a go to our future special episode, DC versus Marvel. You think about it, man, DC has the, they have so many cool characters, man. So many. And, I just don't, I, I feel like they're chasing Marvel, man. It just, it's just goofy. Goofy <laughs> to me. It's, it's insanely goofy to me. I'm sure well, a lot of the people listening, they're kind of like, well, I agree. Like, yeah, and I, I did like Batman versus Superman. I did like Man, the Man of Steel. And when there's problems when you cast Ben Affleck as Batman, you already don't want it. The Batman's having issues. You know, Henry Cavill is bailing as Superman. There's problems. <laughs> Huge problems in the DC universe. It's sad. It DC is. is a great, great brand, great characters. Fix it, DC. Fix it. Now, if uh, Cavill does end up stepping out of the role, uh, obviously the rumor, rumor mill has already started as far as who's going to replace him. Um, two of the names that I've heard in the last week that have been thrown out there um, – both great actors. One I would totally get behind. The other I'm not so keen on. So uh, the first name that uh, came out was uh, John Krasinski. And uh, if you're watching Jack Ryan right now, fantastic show on Amazon. Um, he could certainly fill those shoes very well. Um, he's Jim got Halpert. That, <laughs> he's got that great all-American look. Um, if for jo Jack Ryan, he's definitely beefed up. And, uh, you know, obviously could get into the gym and, and fill out that, you know, sort of muscular look for Superman. Uh, what would you think about uh, Krasinski as Superman? 
I think it'd be good, man. Actually, when you brought that up, I'm like sitting here visioning, you know, Jim from The Office as Superman. <laughs> and uh, I, he's good. He's a great actor. He can be more than just Jim from The uh, Office. And uh, it's time, man. We need a real Superman. If you don't go with him, you go with a no-name. It's uh, You definitely don't go Nick Cage. No offense, Nick no. Cage, if you listen to our show. <laughs> You don't go Nick. You don't go Nick Cage. You don't go big name. You go no name, and you make them a star. Superman deserves to be a focal point. Batman yeah. deserves to be a focal point. I mean, it just—you have to do this right. The, these characters are too big. You can't. You can't f it up, man. You just can't. And speaking of which, doing it wrong, at least in my opinion, and, you know, I've heard people come out both ways on this. The other name that's being floated around is Michael B. Jordan. Again, great actor. Creed. Creed is fantastic. Uh, he was great as Killmonger in Black Panther. Um, but, I mean, there's just some roles that are so iconic that, if you make that sort of change, and again, not not going the political route of being, uh, you know, bringing sex or race in, into it, um, there's just going to be t too much backlash. I mean, you thought it was bad when he took over as the Human Torch. Wait for him to take over as Superman, and people will come out in droves against it. And again, nothing against him. He's a fantastic actor. Love almost everything he's been in. Fantastic Four being the uh, obvious exception. That's not but his fault either. But it's not. I agree, I agree <laughs> with you. I mean, if you do this, and and this is not to get into political BS or anything, because that's not what we are about on the Proton Pod podcast. We love – well, I almost Proton Pad. Proton Podcast. Proton Pack Podcast. It was like Padcast last week, right? Padcast. That's Padcast. Anyways, um, you know, we we appreciate everybody. If you listen to the show, we appreciate you. We're happy to have you. Chris and I are never gonna we're never gonna talk politics. We're not gonna be we're not racist. We're just trying to, you know, as as nerds and fans of the source material, I know in an alternative universe there is a black Superman. It's great. Well, let's build towards that. I mean, we do everything so PC America nowadays. And I'm not saying that Michael B. Jordan would be a good Superman. He freaking could, man. He killed his Kilgore in Black Panther. He was yeah. awesome. Awesome. He, heck, if, they, if the director gave two pieces of crap about Fantastic Four, he's a fantastic torch. Okay. The problem with that movie is no one cared about it. They didn't put that time, effort, and love in it. But as far as Superman, that's not... When you think of Americana, and you think of Superman, and I'm not racist, I love all races. I, I don't see color, I just don't. But when you think of Superman, you think of this bulky, curly hair, white guy that can be a nerd that works at the Daily Planet, that can put on the cape, they can fly, and, and and again, it's not being racist. It's you picture a white guy. You just do. And I think if you can't go with Henry Cavill, if, if this is not your guy, and you didn't do it right with Brandon Roth, and Christopher, you know, obviously Christopher Reeve was our first super live-action Superman. 
You find another young, yeah, you find another young, talented guy that could do this. You know, Dean Cain did it great for TV because DC does stuff great TV. <laughs> um, I really just, I don't think Michael Jordan is the answer for this. I don't. And I <laughs> he don't, was at I, Space Jam, you know. Yeah, oh, no, well, that, that, that was the basketball player. <laughs> yeah, that was that one. Space Jam is your chance to do the chance. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Margaritas. In any case, case, this episode is sponsored by Kirkland Signature Margarita Mix. (laughs) Gets you you lively. But. Hey, and if if you guys disagree with us, let us know. You know, go online, go on to our uh, Facebook page, our Instagram page. You know, let us know what you think. But, uh, you know, like I said, that's one of those roles that is just so iconic that um, no matter how good he is, the discussion will be more about race than it will be how good he is in the role. And, uh, you know, for a comic book movie, you don't necessarily need that. You know, yeah, you want the best person for the, for the job, but, uh, you know, it's not up to them to, um, Oh, you know, what am I looking for? Um, you know, try to change everything around just because it's the cool thing to do right now. Right. It would be like, let's just go, let's go left field here, Chris. It would be like if you redid Nightmare on Elm Street and you said, I got a great idea. Let's make Freddy a female Freddy. Like, how are, like, you and I going to take that as fans of the Nightmare on Elm Street series? Like, it's cool. It's a, it's a different idea and a different take, but, and it, it might work, but, for us longtime fans of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, that that's not gonna, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It just doesn't really work. Right, and it sort of goes yeah. back to what we were saying about, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow taking over for Captain Marvel. If it's a natural progression that it's headed towards, perfect. You know, but if it is just sort of out of nowhere, and you're supposed to, you know, you've got Henry Cavill as Clark Kent Superman, and now all of a sudden you've got Michael B. Jordan as Clark Kent Superman. Um, it's too jarring. It's it, it's not that natural progression. Whereas you could have a black Superman if you take that progression to another, you know, being from Krypton who takes over that mantle. Um, you know, again, that's just my two cents, and DC could prove me wrong, but I guess we'll find out in time. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And, and it's cool to have you alternate universes. It kind of goes like you can kind of tie with the Spider-Man, what they're doing with their animated movie coming in December. You can incorporate Miles Morales, who's our African-American Spider-Man. Perfect example. You could do it that way. I'm not saying you can't have a African-American Superman. You can, but if you're going to reboot the series, not the right way to do it. You have to do it. DC! You have to get – let's go back to last week's episode or two weeks ago. Chris made a great point. You have to have a Kevin Feige-like figure in charge of the DC movies. It's a train wreck. It it frustrates me. And I'm sure it frustrates a lot of fans. What are you guys doing? What are you doing? Fix it. You guys <laughs> have to – I'm serious. You have the characters. Fix it. Do Agreed. it. Agreed. Now, uh, speaking of actors stepping out of roles and other actors stepping into those roles, um, moving our focus from Superman over to Batman, 
Uh, obviously, it's still up in the air whether or not uh, Ben Affleck is going to be Batman in the Matt Reeves upcoming movie. And then obviously with him going into rehab, that doesn't help the case much. Uh, but one actor has come out and said that he'd love to fill the role, and I think he'd be perfect for it. Nobody's from DC's physically talking to him, but at the same time, um, it, it would definitely make sense, especially for an older Batman. And that actor is John Hamm. Uh, John Hamm is fantastic. Uh, he would be a, a great, again, sort of hardened, older Batman. Um, he's got the chin for it. Uh, he can certainly bulk up to, uh, to fill the suit. And at the same time, you know, as we were just talking about uh, with Superman, it wouldn't be so jarring for him to step into that Bruce Wayne role uh, because he fits the part. You know, he has that Bruce Wayne look. He's got sort of that dark, smoldering uh, thing about him. So in any case, you know, it'll be nice to see what direction they go with uh, in the Matt Reeves movie. Um I'll be okay if Ben Affleck comes back. Uh, I actually enjoy him as Batman. Um, he's a little bit of a different Batman. He's certainly better than Clooney, definitely better than Val Kilmer. Um, you know, Chris, um, Christian Bale, he was his own Batman. He's, uh, you know, he wasn't the big, hulking, sort of brooding, hardened Batman uh, that we get with Ben Affleck, but he... Uh, he did a great job in the Christopher Nolan ones. So in any case, uh, <laughs> if he does end up uh, stepping out of the role, uh, John Hamm, I think, would be the perfect person to fit that. 100% agree, man. John Hamm would be fantastic as an older Batman if you're just going to swap him out. Um, ben Affleck, he hasn't, he hasn't got a fair shake. I'll give him this. He has not had a fair shake in his own solo movie to prove himself as Batman. I think because of who he is and how he's already been brought into the mangled DC universe, to put it nicely, um, I, I agree with you 110%. I think, you know, Ben Affleck could have been a, if he had his own solo movie and he sticks with it, we could probably get a pretty good Batman. You just really have to separate Christian Bale because the uh, Christopher Nolan trilogy was. It was unique, man. It was dark. It was fantastic. It would have been more epic had Heath Ledger not died. Definitely. And, uh, but for what it was, man, it was one of the most epic trilogies you could ever put together for any franchise in any movie. And really, and, for uh, that, it was it was a standalone trilogy. You know, yeah, I couldn't see. It's not DC Universe. It's it's not right. And I couldn't see him. Uh, you know, that version of Batman or that world of Batman interacting with a Christopher Nolan Superman, uh, per se. Absolutely you know. not. Not Now, if you were going to give the reins to Christopher Nolan, how cool, but how dark would this DC Universe be, man? It'd be amazing. It'd be weird. You probably wouldn't get that fan audience, but, uh, woo. <laughs> so in any case, uh, it's yet to be seen whether or not Ben Affleck will be back, but uh, we're, we're definitely interested to see what happens with it. Um, I vote for John Hamm, dude. John Hamm would be great. Definitely. You know, one movie this summer, uh, we're not going to cover any movie reviews on this episode because this is... It's, it's getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> it's long-winded, yeah. This isn't, uh, this isn't your typical one because we're two weeks behind, but... Uh, 
John Hamm, when he was in Tag this year, he's one of the best parts of Tag, this summer movie, and uh, I think he'd be a great Batman. And he's also going to be in a uh, fantastic-looking movie, um, uh, something about the El Royale. Um, What is it, Murder at the El Royale? I don't know. In any case, that movie is directed by the same guy who did uh, Cabin in the Woods. And oh, okay. It looks fantastic. I mean, I'll, I'll just leave that there. Perfect. All right. Moving on from Batman over to Wonder Woman. So uh, the, Wonder se- Woman. the sequel to Wonder Woman is going to be titled Wonder Woman 1984. Um and then they've just announced this week, well, no, I take that back two weeks ago, <laughs> that uh, Robin Wright uh, as Antiope and Connie Nielsen, uh, Queen Hippolyta, will be uh, appearing in the movie. And uh, it looks like those will probably be flashback sequences, uh, considering Antiope died in, in the first movie, spoiler alert. But at the same time, it's interesting that... Uh, there's already been images that came out with uh, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor in 1984 coming back from the movie, which that doesn't make a whole lot of sense given basically his age, um, you know, during the first Wonder Woman, which was, you know, took place during uh, World War One. So how is he coming back? Is it a, uh, is he traveling through time? Is he, uh, trapped in ice like uh, um, Captain America. Um, who knows? But in any case, uh, we'll be seeing a little bit more of Robin Wright and Connie Nielsen's roles uh, sort of reoccurring in this new Wonder Woman movie. I think for DC, this is one of the only things that's going right movie-wise. I'm really harsh on DC, and I don't mean to be because I don't hate DC. Yes, I'm I'm more Marvel than DC, but Wonder Woman, they got right. Wonder Woman was a great movie. They did it. They did it correctly. They didn't tie it into Justice Justice League very well, um, so they screwed that part up. But <laughs> I think with the sequel, nineteen eighty four, I feel like it's going to be a really good movie. I mean, Gal got it um, as Wonder Woman. It's fantastic casting. Um, it's one of the one of the few, aside from like I might be one of the the minorities here. But Shazam, I'm also excited for. I am uh, too. But Wonder Woman 84, man, this is this is steps in the right direction. There's certain people involved with this. These are the people that need to be in charge of the DC, man. They got you got to get more people like this. They got to do the, they got to do these characters right, man, and they <laughs> just do. Exactly, and we'll stop beating that dead horse for at least this week because. <laughs> As the news keeps coming out, uh, we'll probably uh, continue beating it on the uh, next one. The horse. The dead one. (laughs) Not not what you were thinking. In any case, all right. So moving away from movies, moving away from the DC Universe, we're now into the home home stretch of the show. Uh, We've got just a couple topics to cover in video games, and then we will let you folks be on your way. Uh, Are you guys still there? Hello. (laughs) <laughs> so the, the first thing uh, that came out uh, here pretty recently uh, is about the Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo for a while has been saying that uh, they're going to have uh, an online service similar to uh, 
Xbox Gold or uh, PlayStation Network. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, you're going to get Nintendo Switch Online. Obviously, in order to play online, uh, you will soon have to um, subscribe. But you get some nice perks out of it as well. Uh, you'll get access to old uh, NES Nintendo games, um, uh, some really cool stuff. One of the things that they announced is exclusively for Nintendo Switch Online users is a NES, so old school Nintendo controller, two pack. And so for 60 bucks coming out in mid December, you can get for your Nintendo Switch the old school NES controller um, that fits right in the side of the Switch screen itself. And uh, I don't know about you, Tone, but I think it looks awesome. Nintendo just hit it out of the park. Here's where I, you know, before Chris and I did this podcast, Chris and I talked about things like why didn't Nintendo, instead of releasing an NES Classic or an SNES Classic, why not put these as a complimentation, you know, like a, a, like just a, just put it on a disc or a card. It's the, it's a little card for the uh, Switch and include a controller because you would sell more Switches if you had these games exclusive to your Switch as opposed to having a, another system in your room. Well, Nintendo has done it right with this. They have included these two controllers. They're basically Joy-Cons, man. I Kudos to Nintendo finally taking advantage. Uh, this service is, I'm excited, super pumped, super pumped. <laughs> And, you know, and I don't have a Switch myself, but, uh, yeah, we were you talking will. earlier. You will. Exactly, about getting one when uh, Super Smash Brothers comes out. Uh, that one you can get with the old GameCube controller. Couple that with these classic uh, NES controllers. Uh, it's going to be a great throwback uh, for what Nintendo's made into a fantastic system. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so for this deal, you if you get Switch Online, which seems kind of like gimmicky, but you guys, if you grew up in the '80s and you can have, if you didn't get a, a hold of the NES Classic Edition, I mean, think of this: September 18th it launches. We have NES Soccer, NES Tennis, Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Doctor Mario, great player game, guys. Legend of Zelda. Super Mario Best, uh, wow, I was going <laughs> to, Super Mario Brothers 3, best game ever made, Double Dragon, River City Ransom, Ghost and Goblins, Tecmo Bowl, Gradius, Pro Wrestling, Excite Bike, Yoshi, Pfft, sorry, that game's not very good, Ice Hockey, Baseball, in October, we're going to get Solomon's Key, NES Open Tournament Golf, Super Dodgeball, in November, you get Metroid, Mighty Bomb Jack, made by Tecmo, Twin B, and in December they're going to release more. Uh, Wario's Woods, Ninja Gaiden, Adventures of the Lolo. Uh, you guys, this is amazing. Uh, not along with the free games you're going to get, you're going to have access to a mobile app that keeps track of your playing time, uh, extra stuff. Uh, man, there's so many pricing. Uh, the, I don't have it on me right now. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm just... You guys, if you don't have a Switch, get a Switch. You have Super Smash Brothers that drops in December. You have so many good games. They're re-releasing new Super Mario Brothers U from the Wii U. 
They really stat Toes Tracker. Uh, they have Hyrule Warriors from the Wii U. Uh, this this system is incredible. Um, if you're a Nintendo fan, the fact that you can take your tablet and you can take your Joy-Con, you can play online. Uh, there's so many good games coming for the Switch. Capcom, great publisher, is uh, they just released the Mega Man X series for the Switch. You on uh, November, excuse me, September nineteenth, uh, you can play the Capcom Beat 'Em Up Classic, which is going to have Final Fight, and nice. uh, you know you can play uh, Age of uh, the Kingdom Warriors game. I don't have my info here, but I'm just so jazzed. <laughs> just all the veteran stuff. I mean, you can take two Joy-Cons. I can go to your house, Chris, fire up my Switch. You don't have a Switch yet. I do. I can bring it. You and I can get down on Final Fight and uh, and these other beat-em-ups, which is the Joy-Cons. It's great time to be a video game, you know, to be in the uh, video game industry or just be into playing just video be a games. fan exactly just be a fan of it it's just great and i apologize I, my internet's completely crapped out so it doesn't work as far as uh bringing you the info which is what you tune in for so there you go <laughs> way to go tone yeah um, i dropped the ball you know but i dropped the ball just give him a sec i'll let i'll let the voice that runs the place talk for a sec okay I'm going to oh. mute the voice that runs the play. Sorry. Capcom's <laughs> beat-em-up classic games has not just Final Fight, ladies and gentlemen. You can play this game, which is going to have uh, such classic games. You know, if you were an arcade beat-em-up brawler, you can play Captain Commando, uh, The King of Dragons, Knights of the Round, Warriors of Fate, and for the first time ever on any console, any, Armored Warriors and Battle Circuit. I can tell you, Chris, I've never played the King of Dragons or Knights of Rounds, Warriors of Me either. I was a Captain Commando guy, played in the arcades. Final Fight, I loved on Super Nintendo. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think just the fact you could play this on the Switch, I love the fact that Capcom's supporting the Switch. It, it makes my heart happy. It, it just does. It's a good time. It's a good place to be. It's a great time. Oh, and guys, it, Switch news too on this on the Switch Direct. Luigi's Mansion Three drops next year in 2019. Huge! It's uh, huge. Huge! Super Smash Brothers. You can get the Super Smash ben, uh, Brothers bundle in November if you would like the console. So if you're like Chris and you don't have the Switch, you can pre-order the Smash Brothers bundle, which has the six original characters on the console and it will be available November 2nd download copy will be included. You can't play smash brothers till December, uh, but a great, great purchase. If you're not a smash or if you're not a, a switch owner yet, smash brothers is going to be the game. Holy cow. Most definitely. All right. Oh, God, one on about that. One last topic. Uh, a game that has been uh, exciting us for a, a long time, we've talked about it in just about every episode we've done this done so far, was just released uh, about a week ago, and that game is Spider-Man PS4. Now, I haven't picked it up yet, but uh, Tony, luckily you uh, have, and uh, you've got a little bit of a chance to play it. What's sort of your first impressions? 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man plays badass on PlayStation. <laughs> I know. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, if you, you've already playing it, if you're a fan, uh, but if you do not have a PS4 and you like Spider-Man, get a PS4. Do it. Go do it now. Get in do debt. It. Do it. Just do it. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a Colin Kaepernick a meme right here. Get a PS4. Just do it. <laughs> um, no, it's a great game. It plays like, uh, it's an open world, like Call of Duty, or excuse me, uh, Grand Theft Auto. And, uh, it's just wide open. And, uh, the play is fantastic. Graphics are awesome. Oh, amazing. True to the comic books. The gameplay is fluid. I, I've only gotten one night to play it since I've been back from uh, my travels and I'm, I'm in love. PS4 is a hit. They fit it out of the park. If you don't own a PS4, you need to get a PS4 and it's for Spider-Man 4. There's a lot of other great exclusive games, but Spider-Man 4 is the game that stands up. It's their Super Mario Brothers. Xbox and Switch are jealous that they don't have this game. That's how good it is. It's fantastic. Cool. Fantastic. As, as you play it more, obviously, uh, you'll be give, able to give us a little more insight. But, uh, you know, everything that I've heard and read so far uh, just says it's a hands-down fantastic game. And uh, I'll be picking it up sooner than later. But uh, in the meantime, uh, luckily, you've got a little bit of a head start there, Tone. Yeah, no. So far, i played one world against uh, Carlton Fisk in uh, eight. Great game. Carlton <laughs> Fisk, the White Sox. The Kingpin. You know? The Kingpin Fisk, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Margaritas, right. kids, margaritas. That's what happens when you get on delay. <laughs> All right, so this recording's gone on almost an hour and a half. Uh, a lot of stuff that we covered. Uh, you got a little bit of a silly Tony. Uh, one thing that uh, I definitely want to have Tony uh, chime in on next week is that he got a chance to play the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. And I'm talking at the arcade. And uh, I can't wait to share that with you guys. I hands-on, oh, I can't wait. Take Next week, I'm giving you a in-depth review of what I played. My first, I played the whole first level, kids. Woo, can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> But uh, that'll wait till next week. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. We love your engagement. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. On Instagram, at Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, my throat is sore. My voice is going. Uh, it's been a long show so far. So we're going to bid you adieu, and uh, we will uh, see you all next week. Later, Gators. I'll be normal next week.